0: Previously on the Dave and Steve show. It's called Jimbo Billy Bob's country swing machine.
1: That's, I'm, do you, do you have a, do you have a milk guy? Well, do you have, I have a couple milk ladies. Okay. But.
0: My hope was you, you went towards fish and I was like, okay, maybe this is going to take some kind of crazy turn. But in the back of my head, my hope was that the story did not end. With you just buying some of this fish and eating it,
2: I need to get this figured out. I need to map some stuff out, some paper mache. Uh, you know, I need now. I need to source some milk.
1: Yeah, okay. I mean, the, the, one of the norms of collaboration is to allow people to just put things on the table. Yeah, but but that was really stupid. That was yes. okay. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, I. No, I'm, I mean, we're gonna try to do our best to listen and collaborate, but you got to bring something. And
0: listen, I am a dick. But not not to the level she thought I was, Steve. You know, you've you've put together a lot of uh, Lego sets of General Lee and lots of other things like that. And that's that's kind of your bag, is to find borderline racist shows that have Lego sets and put right. them together. It's your hobby, <laughs> but right.
1: but the district of Jennersdorf in Bergenland.
0: Not, not not everything is about you either, Steve. I've told you this as long as I've <clears throat> known you. Not everything is about you
2: so uh, you know what surprisingly i think we can find a way to make it about me though get away from my duck get away from my duck
0: Show number fifty-nine of the Dave and Steve Show. I am Dave, <laughs> sitting right alongside me, a mere twenty-seven miles away, is Steve. I'm Steve, and from parts unknown, the lovely and buxom Tracy. Uh,
1: I am still quite amazed at some of the things we say uh, on the on the previously on. I am still cannot uh, cannot. Can I get over it sometimes?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Off and running on show number 59. So I have to say this right, right from the start. I am beat. I am tired. My voice is shot. I had a lacrosse tournament this weekend for my kid. He played four games one day. He played three games today. These games, from what I could gather, started at... 2 o'clock in the morning, 2 a.m. They ended sometime after midnight. I may be over-exaggerating, but it feels like that. My, I was actually saying to Tracy before we started recording off-air, my entire family is asleep right now. It's 6 o'clock in the evening as we record this, and they're all asleep. My son's asleep in his bed, my daughter's asleep on a couch, and my wife's asleep in our bed.
1: Now, the, the... Way your son's, the way your son's beginnings... In lacrosse began. I am I'm Wait. surprised that he has ha, has gone this far. Uh, when you approached him with the idea of playing lacrosse, and he wasn't so sure if he wanted to.
0: Yeah, and it is. Uh, I it is. Steve has said many times. Well, not many times, but he said to me a few times. The way that you uh, the way you get your kid a scholarship is you pick something that not a lot of other kids partake in and then mm-hmm. you parlay that into a scholarship. So for example, whether it's playing a strange instrument or whatever it might be, something that the band's going to need, the college band is gonna need, and you get in on a scholarship because you play that that instrument. Lacrosse is is very popular, especially like back East. It's incredibly right. popular, but it's not popular enough to where he couldn't parlay this into like a small college scholarship somewhere. He could go play and, and we're still, that's our that's our best case scenario for this if if nothing ever comes of it that's totally fine as well but if he happens to get a scholarship out of this then that's great too and he seems to enjoy playing it what i don't enjoy is that earlier in the week here in the seattle area it was 85 degrees and my my daughter was swimming in our pool and then smash cut to yesterday when i'm standing in 53 degree weather as rain pelts me sideways like (laughs) To the point, every parent was soaked to the core on a muddy, squishy, grassy field. And we're standing out there for hours and hours. And I I was saying as we, so we had a yesterday, we had a a nine o'clock and 11 o'clock and a one o'clock to start our day. That's how the tournament started. When we were leaving to go get something to eat after the one o'clock game. So this is about 2.30 in the afternoon as we're walking from the field to our cars, I start to notice that everybody everybody's walking in front of me. It's my daughter, it's a friend that she has, another you know, young girl, it's my son who's got longer hair now because he hasn't had any a haircut in a long time, my wife, and I notice all of their hair is starting to do the thing where like, you know those electric right. balls that you can put your hands on and makes your hair stand up straight? All of their hair is starting to do that. And it is we're in the middle of a storm. I mean, there is a torrential downpour going on. You got a
2: bunch of kids running around with aluminum rods in their hands. I'm the one I'm at
0: this point, at this point, I'm the one carrying the goddamn poles. I've got giant (laughs) And if you don't know anything about lacrosse, there's actually two sizes of poles. There is a normal standard pole that if I had to guess, like I'm I'm trying to look at it in my hands here, like about three feet long. Think of the the actual metal shaft being about three feet long. My son plays a position where he uses something called a D pole, a defensive pole. And those poles are five feet long. So I'm carrying a five foot chunk of metal along with his three foot chunk of metal as we walk in a torrential downpour trying to get to the vehicle. And so I just, I was telling everybody like, get to the car. Don't mess around. Let's go get in the vehicle and let's get the hell out of here. It was awful. Today was better weather wise, but it was not great.
1: Yeah. It's, 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 it's a great February day.
0: Yeah. And listen, the tournament was fun. We all had a good time. Everybody lost their voice. We screamed a lot. Uh, He, of the games that he played, he won five and lost one. So that's not a, a bad overall record in a tournament like that. We had a good time, but yeah, I'm, I'm so glad it's done. That's, that was the end of our lacrosse season. And I'm so glad next year <laughs> it'll be like giving birth. I'll forget all the pains and hardships that I went through and I'll want to do it again. But as of right now, I am so, so glad. Oh, and we had one kid. The worst thing that happened is not on our team, but on a different team, a kid got smacked with a stick and compound fractured his wrist. So mm. everybody's out playing, everybody's doing the thing. And all of a sudden we, we hear a, a siren. And we look out in the parking lot and there's the ambulance slowly weaving its way through the cars and people to get out onto the field. And so, uh, you know, after a while, we kind of talked and realized what had happened. the kid had taken a, a stick to the wrist and it, it hit him just right where it kind of snapped his wrist backwards over the stick that he was holding. And it just snapped his wrist. And it, it from what everybody said, it was pretty gnarly. So that was the only thing that that was the only like negative incident of the entire weekend. Outside of that, we had a lot of fun. But man, I'm glad it's over. And when, as soon as we are done recording the show, I'm going to bed. That's the mm. way that works.
2: So, Tracy, your job and my job is to keep him on as long as possible. Yeah, right. The, the more tired he gets, the weirder
0: he it's gets. Totally. Yeah, that's, it's going to be really it, awesome toward the end of the show. So let's let's talk. Uh, let's talk fortune, and let's talk poop for one moment. Uh, okay. And I'll, I'll combine those two. I had the good fortune, for once, of having the right person in the right place at the right time when I had a poop situation. So what happened was, we get back from the games yesterday and our good friends, Phil and Jennifer were in town. It's our, my buddy Phil that I went to school with and his fiance. If you didn't listen to the last incarnation of the show, this is the guy that I chose over Steve as the person I would marry if I was going to marry a guy. And That's it, right. And it really bugs Steve. So why
2: do we have to keep talking about it? So, so Phil, why why, why did you have to bring that? You could just tell the goddamn story without bringing that part up. That's not even it's not even relevant to what's what's about. To I'm happen.
0: sorry. I'm sorry for getting you riled up, Steve. So that is one of the
1: all-time great segments yeah. that uh, no one will ever hear.
0: So, um, so Phil's at the house. And we, you know, everybody piles out of the car. My wife had gotten there first because we took separate vehicles because we had so many kids and things. So my wife says, you know, the, the septic pump alarm is going off. Now, if anybody's been listening to this show for any amount of time, you'll remember that just last year I had a guy come out because we had a pump go out on our septic tank. We had all these issues. We had poop floating in the yard. It was this whole big thing. This guy came out and told me the story about how uh his girlfriend had knocked herself out in the bathroom in the shower of his fifth wheel trailer this was the guy pumping my my septic system randy randy and broke a hole. Amazing. broke a hole in the in the shower uh his girlfriend did with her head when she fell so anyway because she was drunk in the shower it was this big long thing so it wasn't <laughs> that long ago that i had my septic system worked on well now the the buzzer's going off the lights on And like some kind of Superman. And this is why I'm happy with the choice I made of marrying Phil over Steve. Come on. Phil said, don't call anybody. I can take a look at it. Now, Phil is in... He he works for the city, but he's in soil. He does like the... um, He comes out and like surveys the soil and checks soil composition for installing septic systems, of all things. So Phil knows how septic systems work. He knows how the... So without even any like, hey, Phil, could you please do this or any pleading on my part? Before I know it, he's got the lid off my septic cover and he's halfway down in my septic tank hanging upside down, looking at floats, rehanging things. He's got, I'm not kidding oh, when I say wow. he had poop on his arms, poop on his shirt, like didn't didn't even bat an eye. And within a half an hour, he was like, yeah, it's fixed. I got it all taken care of. It's, it, you just had a float that had come undone. And so I reattached it. And he was like showing me what he had done I was like, can I, can I get you a new shirt at least? Like, can I please get you one of my shirts? Can I, cause I feel really bad. Cause he was, they had come over just to have pizza after the game. And now they're, now he's covered in poop and in my backyard. So um, he
1: got two pieces of pizza. Sounds like <laughs>
0: that's, that's right. So, so fortunately enough, he was there now, Steve, I'm sorry, but I know if you and I had been husband and husband, and this had happened. I don't think you would have known what to do with my septic system, and I feel really good about the choice I've made.
2: That's great for the uh, for the thousands of times that you have a problem with a box <laughs> of shit. That's no problem. You know, I guess you're. I guess you just playing the odds on that, aren't yeah, you? you? Yeah, just, just play it by the numbers. You know, it, it, this this time the roll of the dice paid off for you. So well, good, so,
0: good, good on you. And I'm not. I I want a serious answer here. What is your box of shit, Steve? What is the, what is the thing that you would have a large amount of expertise in where it could go wrong at my house and you would immediately know what to do?
1: I know the answer to this.
0: Okay. Oh,
1: good. (laughs) and the thing is though, this is, this is a little intangible. Steve has high emotional intelligence. And when you're at the end of your rope and you simply want to be heard, Steve is the one to talk to, and he will not just hear your words, but he will hear under in between your words, and he will give you meaning and he will complete you.
2: Well, that's, that's lovely, Tracy, but, uh, and, and maybe, 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 <laughs> um, but <laughs> the, what, what I do have is in my car, I probably have a tool for whatever you need that is really that's really kind of off. Um that's I'm 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 kind of known for having whatever weird situations like oh yeah, I do I yeah, I got an air fry in the car right now. Um, you know, that kind of yeah, <laughs> that kind of yeah. thing just shows up. I just happen to have that. That that's that's one of the things. Now, I mean, if you had Um, if you had a problem with, I mean, some wiring like, um, like electrical wiring, I would be able to, um, I'd be able to fumble my way through that and get you fixed up. Now, let's get back back to the air fryer. No, I No, I, I will tell you that, um, uh, what I bring to the table is my wife who can do everything that you need. So she would have been able to do the septic thing for you, I'm sure.
0: I'm not sure no. that that – I don't know if you and I are husband and husband, if your wife is part of this equation. I don't think yeah, okay. that's a
2: – Okay, put, put, put her out of it. Um, uh, the, the tool I, I, thing. Here's or... another
1: thing. That's weird that you should have to say that too, <laughs> right? Okay, fine. If we're not uh, bringing our wives into this marriage, <laughs> then uh, I, I'm flexible. <laughs>
2: Oh no, there's, I mean, there's lots of, there's lots of weird uh, things that I uh, really, if you need me to talk somebody into a situation, that's something, that's something that I could do. You need me to, you need me to negotiate something. I can negotiate something to your, in to your favor.
0: I'm going to, I'm going to tell you right now that with very little effort, I got a 47 year old man to hang himself upside down into my poop chute. So I'm not, <laughs> I'm not so sure that I need that from you i think i've got that covered but uh i don't uh, we'll we'll work on it we'll work on it but the last thing i will say is so because this is a big like year-end tournament my mom and my sister came in from out of town my mom's 70 plus years old we have a ginormous black lab his name is sylvester and sylvester is the sweetest most friendly dog everybody's his friend whether it's a a dog a cat a human it doesn't matter he likes every single creature roaming the face of the earth and he also gets really excited when people come to the house he's getting a little bit older so that excitement does die out relatively quickly whereas in the when in his younger days it didn't stop until that person left now he he'll calm down but when people first come over he goes bananas so we're upstairs everybody's you know my wife was actually vacuuming the room that my my mom was gonna stay in while she was here for a visit i was upstairs cleaning my office getting it all ready everybody's kind of doing their thing and we didn't realize that they had pulled up and so they come up to our back glass sliding door my sister's out in the yard she's walking her dog my mom's got her little dog with her she opens the glass sliding door and i hear her say well easy easy sylvester easy easy and so i know that you know they're there because there's all this commotion so I come downstairs just as Sylvester, the 90-pound solid muscle lab, punches his way through grandma's legs, right between her legs. He's trying to run out because he sees my sister with her dog out in the yard, and he wants to go say hi to everybody. So my mom instinctively kind of clamps down. <laughs> she squeezes her knees together to try and hold him from getting out, and Sylvester, like, it doesn't even phase him. He went barreling out into the yard taking my mom with him he knocked her over backwards she hit a giant flower pot that we have outside it's like a four foot high pot with these big succulents in it she grabs that on her way down pulls that down with her now my mom has just gotten over a horrific ankle break like a terrible ankle break that she's been rehabbing for months and months so that's my first thought is well here goes the ankle again she's going to shatter this thing again so she goes down, pot goes everywhere, rocks out of the top of it, dirt all over the place. I can see my lab. I mean, he's 10 counties over already, running circles, going nuts. So I go out, you know, I rush over to my mom and I'm like, can I help you up? And she's like, no, no, I got it. I, it's okay. I'm, I'm okay. Well, we've got this rug that's on our back porch. My mom's sort of half on the rug, half off the rug. So she puts her hands down to sort of stand up. And as she does, she stands up on her feet, but she's in that weird, like, like a uh, downward dog position almost where you so, your butt's up in the air and she's trying to stand up and the rug slips out from under her and she just face plants right on the right on the porch and so now my now my wife she's been up vacuuming so she's not hearing any of this she comes down the stairs she rounds the corner my mom is laying face down in a pile of dirt. The planner's knocked over i'm standing over the top of her my wife said it looked like you had bludgeoned your mom to death it looked like (laughs) something had gone wrong that did it something did it just that one one very quickly and you had just (laughs) taken her out right there and she's like then i see sylvester way off in the corner of the yard running circles i see your sister bolting towards your mom she's like i was like what it was your mom was literally here five seconds. What had happened? And so, luckily, she was okay. She's got a bruise on her arm, but outside of that, she's totally fine. But that was the that was the five seconds in the door of my mom coming for a visit, and that kicked wow. off the amazing weekend. So, Good Lord. I've had a crazy weekend. I'm a little tired, Steve. What'd you do? Uh, um, so uh,
2: finished up uh, finished up our driveway situation. Oh yeah. Mean, Got a new contractor in and, and, uh, got, and we got that, uh, got that driveway. Uh, the pavers all laid out. Um, uh, one side is completely uh, done and the other side is, is like inches away. So we're, we're almost there. It's usable. It's all that great stuff. That's fantastic. Um, yeah. Uh, th- things have been going really pretty well here at the house. Yeah. Um, things have been going nicely we have a we have a lot of good things happening Zach's finishing up his his track um a season tomorrow we have a uh we have his last kind of track meet uh happening um and that said all these great things i am battling a little bit of my depression which is not awesome uh but uh i have a handle on it of course it's not you know horrible but it's just one of those things that all these great, you know, all these great things are happening and all these great things are going on, but you just can't get on top of it with your, with your emotions. So I've been working on that and and it really is, that's a, it's a, it's a working on thing because it just continues. If anybody that knows anything about mental illness, it's, that's one of those things that you really have to kind of you, you have to constantly coach yourself and, and not look into every comment that's made as, you know, something horrible against you or any of that stuff. So that's kind of not to, I, I want to keep this high energy and I, I don't want right. to take this into a dark place, but I I'm also very committed to making sure I'm not um, just hiding my, what do they call it? N- neurodiversity now. Um, and so I, so I talk about it, uh, from, you know, here and there. So i that off has been kind of, you know, uh, front and center and maybe it'll go away in another couple of days, but
1: yeah. And that's one of those things where you're going to have to like tackle it. You're not always sure what's doing it. So, uh, yeah. you're hitting it from a million different angles where it's like exercise, nutrition, and all this stuff in, in doing, going down the checklist. And then you just find out it was the, the, the huge bag of uh, kettle corn you ate. It's the ceviche yeah it's, so, the, it's,
2: it's on the ceviche hey, i hate it probably <laughs>
1: <laughs> no but good on you good on yeah. you and, no, and, uh, and uh, you're in an, it you see the thing is it's really cool about this is you're at an, an advanced like experience with this where you know that it's happening and you can just like hey there's there's we now go back down the checklist we go back down all the things make sure that there's high level of discipline on it and and then watch it and uh, you're right. There's no reason to hide it, but it's like it is one of those things. A lot of people, uh, a lot of people have it and don't even know what's going on with it, with themselves. And
2: and so. That that was like the f- most frustrating thing f- growing up and not understanding the attention deficit disorder, not understanding the depression and how those two things are interlocked. Growing up, that was just like a nightmare. And you know, after being diagnosed with it years and years ago, and kind of getting. Um, all the things, the nutrition, the exercise and the um, and the uh, medication all right, because it takes a long time to get that stuff figured out. I mean, you don't just go show up and they put you on a pill and that pill, you, you know, know unless, you that, it right. unless that
1: pill is heroin. Right. Uh, <laughs> that's the thing that you know, a lot of doctors don't tell you. Yeah, so. exactly.
2: And some doctors will just they'll just give you that one pill and call it the cure. It's not a cure
0: all. It just isn't. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, if yeah. your doctor is Doctor Feelgood,
2: yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's what his name, Doctor <laughs> Feelgood. But uh, I will tell you that during that hot weather, Dave, I, um, uh, I felt bad for my son because he's out here in this studio all the time, and it's hot in here. And he's got a little window, but that little window fits perfectly with the little. 5000 btu window air conditioner that you can um, yeah you can get and i picked up one of those for him and i got that installed so this is the now officially in our whole uh, on our whole homestead this is the most comfortable right place in our that explains all the
1: hanging meat in the background yeah yeah yeah, all that yeah right uh, i'm just
2: yeah. yeah yeah i'm just curing all that stuff but other than that you know things have been really pretty good um uh, working on you know doing some uh, some recording stuff and getting that going again uh, gigs are starting to come in and we're getting booked for uh, uh, booked for different gigs we got a gig booked in July we got a gig booked in August um stuffs stuff's going well so um, I'm I'm good that's that's it for me unless you have any questions um <laughs> any, any, any questions from the from the crowd out
0: there Anything? it's like you just gave a presentation. <laughs> Yeah, PowerPoint. I should
2: have PowerPointed you guys. Well, we're on the
0: last slide here. Uh, I think we have have a few minutes for questions. Does anybody have any questions? Anything they'd like to? I just pass the mic around. (laughs) Just, just send it out. Oh, I see one in the back there. There's one in the back. Can you get him the mic? Uh, Tracy, what did you? What did you get up to last week?
1: My big notable thing uh, was that uh, I, I yesterday I was on a pretty long motorcycle trip, and uh, and. Uh, one thing that really happened is when we when the day started, the weather was pretty good. Um, it wasn't bad. Yeah, yeah. And so when I I actually went up to the North Cascade Highway, uh, which is probably uh, among Mike mountain passes in Washington State, and so like our state is separated by the Cascade Mountain Range, and among mountain passes, that's like the the big bad mountain pass, and so. Um, It's one that I've always had a little bit of uh, trepidation riding on in my motorcycle. Uh, So I had gone up there, took some pictures of some great lookout stuff, spent some time. Uh, About the time I head back, there's this incredible headwind coming, and I see all these clouds rolling in. So now I'm going to backtrack on what I consider to be the, in terms of like just drop-offs and incredible. Yeah, 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 yeah this is now I'm going to be like on my motorcycle coming back in the worst possible weather. Uh, And so I saw the, the temperature where I, where I'd come back through that pass had dipped down to 36 degrees and it wasn't anywhere that on the way over.
0: Yeah. It was and, and this, so that's that's and chilly. So
1: what you have to do, I mean, when you talk about this, I have you have to when you if you ride motorcycles in, in this state, you need to always be equipped with what's called three season gear. So, you know, summer, winter, and anything in between. And thankfully, I kept it all because I had stuck the liner on, I had uh fleece cover and did all this stuff, and I came home yesterday in all of that downpour that yep. you talked about yep. from that from the mountains and everything and when i got home it took i took a big long hot shower i sat in front of the fireplace and it took me about two hours to get yeah. warm again and Ugh. this came what i had picked yesterday because that that weather system was supposed to be coming on on sunday uh, but instead it came, you know, just a little bit earlier and I was caught in the middle of it. And I have always said, like, oh, I just hate riding in the rain. I I yeah. spent three and a half hours uh, into just incredible, like downpour, sideways rain, sideways gusts and everything. And it was absolutely miserable. But the good thing is, the good thing is that my motorcycle just handled it great. It made me look made me look incredible i
0: would like to i would like to reiterate i think we topped out at 86 degrees on what was that monday or tuesday yeah 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 and by yesterday it was 53 degrees and pouring down rain like dumping rain so that's how much of a shift in temperature we had and it was just it was really and i feel like an idiot because so we, you know, for Christmas, we got our kids a pool. It's the thing they've been asking for forever. We saved up and we bought a pool. So I told my daughter after June 1st, we would put this pool up. Just wait until June 1st because that's summer. We're going to wait until summer months and then we'll get this thing put up. Felt like a hero because we get it all. It Sunday was sun up to sundown installing this stupid pool. I've never done anything more stressful in my entire life, I don't think. And that includes like watching my children being born, making sure that they're all healthy. All those, things, any life-threatening thing I've ever been through, I think the pool was more stressful than all. Even those more
2: things. stressful than when you made your wife put together the trampoline a couple of months
0: ago. Even more stressful than that because this was all me, and okay. this is a this is a pool that's I I I would have to look at the box to see, but I think it's five feet deep, uh, by eighteen feet wide, so it holds a fair amount of water in it. And it turns out water's kind of heavy, and once you get water that much water in one place you're not moving it again so you better be damn sure you got the pool in the right spot that's leveled and all that stuff so we spent a ton of extra time go ahead Steve. right over
2: right over your septic tank
0: yeah right and then the <laughs> septic alarm started going off for some reason no so we uh we were pouring sand we were tamping we were doing all that stuff got it all ready put the whole thing in. I had no idea how to set up a pump. I'm setting up the pump. I get that all done. I'm, it, you know, of course the instructions are terrible. It doesn't So I'm watching YouTube videos, everything else. I get the whole thing put together. My daughter swims in it for approximately two and a half minutes because it's ice cold. Cause it's just been filled by a hose that's been running by the way for 12 hours to get that stupid thing filled. She swims in it for three minutes. She doesn't want to swim in it anymore. Cause it was too cold. The next day, we basically forced her to go swim in it again because it was still warm that day. She swam in it again, and now it's dumping rain and looks like it's going to dump rain for the next week or at least be not pool weather for at least the next week. So I busted my ass to get this thing put up, stressed out about it for, weeks on, or for days on end, and nobody's using it. I'm just watching it fill with rainwater now. <laughs>
1: So you you just used it to give uh, Phil a bath, didn't you? Yeah,
0: yeah. Just go jump
1: in the pool.
2: Uh, yeah, I just use the pool, Phil. that's, oh my good. that's good for you. And, so and, when, and, when it's
0: hang on, this, and we'll get back to the pool. But this, Tracy just remind me, my favorite moment from that entire thing, and it was one of those moments where I didn't intend for it to be funny, but I realized looking back on it now, it was the perfect like sitcom like Parks and Rec type thing. Phil's leaned over at his waist. He's laying on the ground. He's bent down into my septic system. He's, you know, retaping and rehanging this thing, poop all over him, with his head down in a septic pipe. And he leans up and he says, Do you have any gloves? Do you have like just some leather gloves or anything? Do you just have some gloves that I can put on? And I I wasn't I wasn't trying to be a smart ass, but I <laughs> but I said, Well, are you gonna get poop on him? And and it was at that point that he pushed himself up onto his knees and turned and looked at me to show me his shirt. And he was just like I think it's okay if we get a little poop on your gloves, Johnson. I was like, Oh, you're right. Sorry, I wasn't even thinking. Like I all I was concerned about was well, these are my work gloves like i gotta use these for a lot i don't want to get poop on my work gloves. <laughs> not even thinking that he had crazy phil nice rabbit
2: skin boot. he had
0: he had poop all over the clothes that he wore to my son's lacrosse game which he was doing me a solid just by coming to the lacrosse game and then i was worried about so anyway steve you were going to ask something about the pool do you remember
2: Oh I no I I was going to say you know that's the that's the thing about you know the summer weather is like you 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 got yourself a pool to kind of escape because like theaters are closed that's where right, I always go right. when I'm too hot I just that's that's where everybody in Seattle goes when yeah. it gets hot nobody has air conditioning so they you know they all go to the yes. they all go to the theater and they watch and all the theaters are really they're just kind of ramping up and I miss that Like I, I am ready to get back to theaters and see some movies, but they aren't really, they aren't releasing the good stuff for a good like month. So Tracy,
0: are you the same way? Because I've heard other people say similar to what Steve just said. I don't care to ever return to a movie theater. I don't need to go sit in the shitty Pepsi stained seats and watch the big screen. I have a nice big flat screen in my house I have all the accoutrements that I could ever have that I could ever want in terms of I can make my own popcorn. I've got my own sodas if I need it. It's it's what I need. I want to just sit in my nice chair that I'm used to, watch the flat screen and watch these shows. I never need to go back to a theater, but I understand because I've got other people who have said similar things to me. Are you are you pro theater or anti theater?
1: I I, I le- less I uh, you know, used to do it like, you know, every weekend. Yeah. And, uh, but, uh, now, uh, I can't imagine, uh, it would have to be a kind of a unique event to with, with somebody I wanted to do it with. <laughs> and, um, so the, uh, so one of the, so that's something that like for, for me though, but, but given that, like with going to live sporting events now has made me like rethink, cause I've always been like live sporting events. Husky season tickets, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sounders and just you know, just traveling to different events like, I, like you, I have really nice place to sit down and watch a sporting event. Yeah, and with and, instant and so,
0: replays and commentary and all yeah, the stuff that goes along and, with
1: it. And so when you, when you have the situation they have now, like all the restaurants and everything that's like around the stadiums are closed pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, and that they're kind of hassling you with um, with a lot of things there because of the, uh, of the pandemic situation, you realize that like, wow, I don't have to put up with any of that. Right. And so, it, so it, with it. theaters, it's probably, probably the same way though. I really haven't taken that, uh, taken an opportunity to do that. I mean, if my family was home enjoying a movie and I wanted to get out and go watch a movie by myself, I would probably go to the theater.
0: It, it is, sure. It is one of those things where, like, back in the day when you had your 18-inch Zenith tube TV, you did not want to watch Star Wars on your 18-inch Zenith tube TV because it was so much better at the movie theater. That's not to say I have a screen as big as a movie theater screen, but it's a nice screen, and I've got a nice chair, and I can sit and watch and relax. So, Steve, tell me, what is is it? Is it a nostalgia thing? What is the appeal of the theater?
2: Okay. That's great. Okay. First of all,
0: don't want to poop in a bucket.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Great. Um, I, uh, I, I like watching movies at my house. I, I absolutely like watching, you know, great series at the house, all that stuff. Um, I'm really good watching movies that I've seen before at the house on the big screen. You know, we you're, have
1: You're you're good at watching those. I'm so good
2: at it. I'm so good
0: at it. I'm really good at watching old movies.
2: No, what I am, I'm good I'm good with it. I'm I'm, I'm fine with with that. Sure. Um so but the thing about the theater is when I go to the theater and I go to the I mean I I I know what you're talking about, Dave. Like the 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 way the theaters you know, most of the time used to be were sticky floors and, you know, terrible experience, but the new ones that we have, like the the AMC there in Woodinville that you have to, you have to reserve your seats. You're, you know who you're yeah, going to yeah. be sitting. With yeah. you. you don't have to worry about, you know, somebody pawing at you trying to get at your popcorn that is right. Family.
1: And finally that joke works when someone's itching their butt and you ask them if they're going to a movie. Because before <laughs> you, like you, you didn't you didn't really pick your seat, right? Yeah. But yeah. now in advance you pick your seat where you want to go. And that joke finally works. I always yeah. felt that I was so troubled by that joke in elementary school. I'd be like, haha, yeah, that's not funny, because you don't yeah. really
0: I'm I seat. I Tracy, you've made me turn a corner. I'm now pro theater theater. Please, please continue (laughs) Steve.
2: So getting to choose my, and not only that, but the theater chairs, they, they, they kick, they kick out, they extend out. They're really super, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, comfortable, but really the thing, the thing about it is that when I go, I know I'm not going to be interrupted. Like there is still a certain kind of rule. I mean, of course there are going to be. some yeah. that yeah, break yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. But for the most part, you're supposed to sit there and watch the damn movie. And, and you don't have to worry about the dogs coming up and jumping on your balls, wanting to go outside or somebody wants, Hey, can you go get me something or, Hey, what's going on? You know, for the most part,
1: can you You, pause it while i go to the bathroom exactly you are expected
2: to be completely involved in this movie from beginning until end unless a bladder situation happens but from beginning till end you're not going to be disturbed you're going to you're you're going to be sitting in the the perfect um kind of atmosphere where it's dark the screen is there. There's, there's, you know, not a car outside or, you know, your neighbor yelling about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's all the, and, and to pay even $15 a seat for that experience, totally worth it. In fact, I'll go another, uh, another step. When we were still doing this, we were, we were choosing our um, uh, seats. And we would go to like, I, I went and saw storks, I think over a year ago. Um, I, I wanted nothing to do with it, but all of Zach's cousins wanted to go see it. So we went and saw it. I I paid $15 to take a really nice nap.
0: Right. I took a really,
2: right. really great nap and nobody expected anything out of me. Like it's like, yeah. look over and see me. Oh, he's, what is he missing storks? He's asleep. He, I was, I was, in, I was Happy as a clam. All right. So so
0: to to your point, and and this is going to be one of those things where everybody says like, Oh, here's dickhead Dave again, being an asshole to his family. But, (laughs) but I, I, at least once every major motion picture that we do watch from my house, I come uncorked because, and it's always (laughs) the same. It's always the same line that I give, which is if we were in a movie theater right now, you would not be able to talk this much. You would not be able to interrupt this much. Shut up and watch the movie or I'm going to shut it off. This is, the, this is the line that I give at least once a film that we watch in the house. So as far as that point goes that you just made, incredibly valid. Because I get frustrated with... I always say, treat it like we're at the movie theater. So that we don't have to go to the movie theater to get you to shut up during a movie.
2: Now, make no mistake... Um, I am just as bad at my house um, as you know, as the dogs or anybody oh, else. Oh, I'm sure it's be.
0: like watching an episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000 with you in the room.
2: Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. And and I and I'm getting up. I'm going to the bathroom. I'm 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 getting some food or I'm making something or and I'm in the other room and I'm listening. I I'm not I'm not focused on it because I don't I don't have to be. It's not expected at the theater. Everybody knows the rules everybody's there to have a good time everybody paid to be there you're 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 invested in this two so you're saying situation.
1: there's skin in the game this is yeah. so this yeah. is what this is i think there needs to be some sort of like usher in your home <laughs> people were to sit
2: the home the home usher yeah like it's a just, it's a service all yeah. right Wait, now let's look around let's see if we can find this service and then see if we can get them as a sponsor because i think yeah. I think we, we could yeah. get him as, as a sponsor. That'd be really great. Or we that's just really or
0: we just patent this ourselves. We call it, in, for home usher, we call it husher. And we send somebody to your house while on that's movie night. And they just, they just keep the peace. They've got one of those little flashlights with the little orange cone on the end. Uh, occasionally, they check your thermostat for you. Because it seems like that's what they're always doing in the movie theaters. They come down and check the thermostat. They walk down the little aisle to check it. And then they go back up again. So we have them do the safety checks like they would normally do. Uh, but for the most part, it, we'll, we'll charge again, uh, you know, a small fee for this. I think there's something here.
1: Yeah, now, we, we'll be watching the movie at six when the husher arrives. Right. <laughs> yeah.
2: So I also, that's that's a good point. So like when I go to the McMinimins um, Theater, which is very ornate and and kind of a neat experience, they bring that, you good stuff. Is that the food. one in Bothell? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they bring you good food. They, you know, you can order these, you know, sandwiches and tater tots and all that stuff. It's it's fantastic. They have somebody that comes out before the movie. They talk to you. They introduce the movie. They, you know, talk about this. They say, "Oh, and we have a signature cocktail back at the bar. If you're interested in getting hammered during this." Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't this think movie. I'd like that.
0: I don't think I'd like somebody introducing. Oh, the movie. he had
1: me at tater tots. If yeah. <laughs> I could just have some tater tots during the movie, I would just. Oh my gosh.
2: Oh, it's great. And so they come out, they do that. And that's, you know, it's like, oh, okay. So it's, this is a hosted situation. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of nice. So I
1: think this is going to be date night with my wife where I'm going to, she's going to drive me home and I'm going to be a little tipsy and stinking of tater tots.
2: So if you're looking for a good date night at a movie theater, go to the movie theater in Roslyn, Washington, because it's really small. You pay an extra dollar. You can sit up in the balcony. And, um, they, it's this, it's this ex old mortuary that they've turned into a theater and this old hippie couple was running it and they, they make their own popcorn and butter it. And stuff. And it's it's pretty cool because
0: the sign on the balcony, as you walk in, it's a two person balcony and it says finger stuff allowed.
2: (laughs) (laughs) There's four people in the balcony, but yeah, um, that's great. That's great. That's great oh
0: man oh (laughs) all right we're gonna take a quick break on the dave and steve show we'll be back right after this
2: howdy folks this here's tiny tex thompson owner of tiny tex thompson's texas tiny houses by now you've probably heard of this tiny house craze that everyone's been talking about and you've also no doubt heard that everything is bigger here in texas That's why Tiny Tex Thompson's Texas Tiny Houses only carry the biggest tiny houses you'll find on the market today. They're (laughs) Texas-sized. Now, you might be saying to yourself, well, heck, Tex, I don't want to poop in no compost bucket hanging from the side of a refrigerator. This tiny house life just ain't for me. Well, partner, that's where our Texas-sized tiny houses come in. Don't want to poop in a bucket? Great. Our tiny houses have two to three spacious bathrooms each with their own functioning toilets, bathtubs and showers. But Tex, I don't want to sleep in no loft above my kitchen. Me either, buddy. Which is why Texas tiny houses feature master suites that measure close to 300 square feet, and bedrooms for each of your little buckaroos measuring out to just over 150 square feet. You want a two-car garage in your tiny house? Done. You want a large dining room that can host Texas-sized parties at your new tiny house? We got those too. My guarantee to you is that you won't find a bigger tiny house on the market, or my name ain't Tiny Tex Thompson.
1: Excuse me, Mr. Thompson? Why, yes sir. How can I help you? Well, these aren't tiny houses at all. They're just, well, houses. (laughs)
2: So come on down to Tiny Tex Thompson's Texas Tiny Houses off of Woodbury Drive north of Highway 99 where the only thing bigger than our tiny houses is the smile you'll leave with on your face. Hey, darling, I'm going to need some help getting this body out of here.
0: My old is a Cadillac When you go riding with me but when I'm alone, it's a sad, old, sad, sorry sad to see.
1: Restoring an old vehicle can be a thankless task that rarely reaches the level of satisfaction a person seeks when first taking on the project. Remember, previous owners used the vehicle in its heyday and had far less at stake in their possession as it had no nostalgic value, leaving you at the mercy of an individual's pride of ownership. But if you take on the task to restore a vehicle, be sure not to look over these helpful tips. Make sure the body is straight, and this includes the rear end. Previous owners may have backed the old rust bucket into something hard, repeatedly. Also, don't forget the smaller details. Sometimes, photos of the car when it was newer can help you see details you may have missed otherwise. And finally, Make sure you wax the surface regularly to get rid of unsightly buildup that may have occurred over the years. This has been Tracy's Guide to Restoring Nostalgic Vehicles Minute. But when I'm alone, it's a saddle sack, a sorry sight to see.
0: No veiled references there whatsoever. That was all...
1: no, no, it's just a, this is just good. The, the minute has range. That was and all so what just what it was to meant... give.
0: It was exactly what it was meant to be, which is old car care tips.
2: <laughs> Somebody had to fill the, the void of click and clack. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Tracy, I know this was not exactly your intention, but this made me think of a story that I may have told on this show before. I'm not sure. My father back in the day had a 57 Chevy and this was his pride and joy. This was when he was probably 17 years old, Uh, freshly dropped out of high school uh, as you know, all stout business people tend to do. They drop out of high school. Uh, He had purchased a 57 Chevy. He had, it was immaculate. He had the thing just sparkling, pristine, clean. He polished it all the time. Steve, you know this about my father. He was always a neat freak when it came to his vehicles and things. They were always immaculate. And so, this was the first vehicle he had owned, where he had done this with, and he took my mom out on a date, and it was their first date. And so he had he had polished this thing beyond belief, just sparkling. This is both of them say the same thing. It was just amazing. So they go out and they get hamburgers and milkshakes, uh, and my dad's of course driving her. You know they're cruising around the town and eating dinner. And my dad gets done with his hamburger. This was in the day and age where littering was the norm. Uh, And my dad crumpled up his wrapper from his hamburger and my mom had her window down and he threw it out her window as a joke so that people behind them would think my mom threw something out the window. Right. She in turn retaliated by taking her milkshake and throwing it out his window. What she didn't know was that he had cleaned the car so well his window was rolled up, (laughs) uh, fully rolled up. And so she (laughs) threw this full (laughs) chocolate milkshake against his window and it spattered and exploded inside the car. And uh, the way my dad always put it was, uh, he didn't call her for another three weeks after that, but then he decided to give her one more chance. So uh, that's how long it took him to clean the milkshake out. So uh, (laughs) (laughs) if you're, if you're having any any problems with your milkshakes, uh, listen to Tracy's Minute. Otherwise we're going to keep things rolling and get right into the headlines. And now straight from the Dave and Steve show news desk in beautiful Anytown, USA Plaza. It's Tracy Green with this week's headlines. Oh, yeah!
1: Our first story, sometimes fashion takes on mysterious turns, and no one understands in this next trend is exactly that case. No one could have predicted that one day the most sought-after type of jeans, in fact, the number one type of uh, trend in jeans, it looks like are jeans that look like you've peed your pants. So, yes, as disturbing as that sounds, wet pants denim has been leading the way in the jeans trend and people all over social media went crazy about the style. Wet pants denim even prides itself in bringing to the public jeans that look like you've peed yourself, but without the discomfort experienced after such an event has occurred.
2: So you're saying that all I have to do to look fashionable in a, in a clutch situation is to pee my pants. If I feel that I'm out and I'm underdressed, let's say, I feel like I, I'm not hitting, I'm not hitting all the fashion notes that, that everybody else in the, in the room is, I can just, in in a clutch situation, just pee my pants. And I, and, and, and look like I'm, you know, in Vogue.
1: For a little (laughs) while, for sure.
0: Sure. That's true. As Tracy was reading this, I just thought of the old drop that we had. My pants have pee-pee. That was, <laughs> that was, that was immediately what came to mind. But so I always – these things always blow me away because they talk about fashion trends. Like, hey, the newest fashion trend for this year is wearing a beekeeper's hat on your head and having the netto – like, I where is this the number one trend? Because I feel like it's, it's chic in like – some remote corner section of France and nowhere else, but it's still allowed to be called the number one trend because that's the capital of fashion. Like I
1: I called it number one because uh, going number one is peeing your (laughs) pants.
0: Oh, so so in,
2: so this would be just fine in New York. You can get away with this because it smells like pee everywhere anyway. Yeah, that's a fair,
1: that's a fair point on the subway. This is a quite,
2: yeah,
0: you can totally get away with this now Nobody's uh, gonna uh, call you out. on a related note i would not wear the pp pants but what i would wear are those sweatpants that look just like jeans those oh. things look badass and i'm gonna get a pair for the winter because they look they're just as comfortable as a pair of sweatpants but it looks like you're just rocking a pair of jeans walking around which i think is awesome because you're you're not quite classy, but you're classier than walking into your local pharmacy with a pair of sweatpants on. Okay, I don't know why yeah. you're walking into a pharmacy. I don't know. Nice... I would,
1: I would like a, a pair of sweatpants that look like jeans that have been peed in. Oh, even better. That's yeah. So the uh, the anonymous wet pants denims CEO is quoted as saying, "Some folks have a fetish wherein they pee their pants because." that uh, way it look they like the way it looks but there's an obvious downside to this though uh, what in that you're inevitably uh, wet for hours so he wanted to provide a solution to those underserved consumers so that
0: they no longer had to be wet underserved
1: injured, consumers yes, and could have a sustained wet look I just noticed that Tracy
0: it, said you're inevitably. He worked urine into the story as well, which is amazing. <laughs> this is yeah. why you win the journalism awards, Tracy.
1: That's yeah, uh, it's, it's among the reasons. And the Peabody goes to. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Our
1: second story, a popular TikToker revealed how she was able to score some free merchandise at Disney World in Orlando, Florida by showing off her assets. Amanda DeMeo posted a video about her new Disney hack revealing the how she got a seventy-five dollars shirt for free while at the Magic King- Kingdom. Recently, she said, "If you're wearing a shirt that shows a little under boob, they'll write you a ticket where you when you enter into the the park." I'm not sure if this works in other parks, but they'll write you a ticket so you can get a free shirt at the nearest oh. gift shop.
0: I see. I thought this was going. I thought she was like. I thought she had learned she could flash certain people at gift shops and they would give her. Uh, I was. We went to a just a local uh, like. I say concert. I mean, it was a, at a relatively large bar in Seattle once with a group of people. We know them well, and the the one of the wives in the group with us. Uh, we went up, and they were looking at all the different merchandise and things. And she said, "How much for the the one shirt?" And the guy working the merch table said, "You know, whatever, thirty bucks." Or I guess it's a concert, so probably fifty bucks because they're stupidly expensive. And she said, "What if I show you my tits?" And he said. Well, then you'd get it for free. And this woman who we know very well and has never exhibited any signs of this and had not been drinking, lifted her shirt up and he handed her to the shirt and she walked out and she looked at us all and she was like, well, this was a pretty good night. And her husband did not didn't bat an eye, didn't see off air. I'll tell you who it was. That
1: wasn't wasn't the first time. No,
0: no, it definitely it absolutely was not the first time.
1: So here's a question. How much did you pay for the shirt after you lifted your shirt?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> 75. Yeah. Well, no, most of the hair exploded out when I lifted the shirt up as it always does and got in the guy's face, and I just took the shirt and ran. So his like, coupon oh, so code was invalid. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Sir, you're gonna need to remove your sweater also. So anyway, she goes, I got a $75 t-shirt just because I was wearing a shirt that was exposing my underboob just a little bit. So yeah, if you want free Disney shirts that's the hack
2: she said that is not how it's gonna go from now on
0: i do want to know i want to know a little and i know you guys aren't going to be able to answer this but i want to know a little bit more about the logistics just from the standpoint of so you walk up to the gate you got the half shirt on you got half your boobs hanging out they hand you the voucher is there a special door or something you go through because they can't have you just if they're if they're not cool with you walking around in that shirt in the park They're not going to hand you a voucher until you go to the first shop inside the park and make sure you get a different shirt. I assume you're going to have to go to some other location to get your shirt first before you're then allowed to enter the park. I I think
1: they have an underboob kiosk right there.
2: (laughs) (laughs) They're they're all night shirts. They're all with with strategically placed rhinestones.
1: So anyway, this TikTok star has uh, over 800,000. Followers. Speaking of a lot of followers, Elon Musk has been credited with sending an X-rated cryptocurrency to the proverbial moon after firing off a tweet containing three curated emojis uh, uh, infamous for his marketing rattling tweets uh, about Bitcoin. The billionaire appeared to have once again caused blockchain related mayhem, but this time with an adult themed uh, cryptocurrency.
0: Where are we at with Elon Musk? Do we like Elon Musk? Do we hate Elon Musk? I don't I'm not I have no idea where I stand on this guy because I feel like I feel like in a lot of ways I should probably hate him, but I kind of love him and I'm not sure I, I, I he's toying with my emotions and I don't know what to do here.
1: Steve, yeah, I felt the same way a long time ago about Pauly Shore.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Steve, please, please advise on both Pauly Shore and Elon Musk. The floor is yours.
1: Okay,
2: so uh, in both cases, they are human beings with flaws. Um, for some reason, they have been given a certain amount of exposure, which um, which people have a tendency to feel like they either have to put them in one tank or the other. Um, do I love them or do I hate them? But if we just understand that these are human beings with flaws, we can take them for whatever um, they are. So for instance, Elon Musk, um, you know kind of a visionary in terms of um, electric vehicles and really pushing the envelope um, to make sure that everybody um, you know has an opportunity to um, uh, to now enjoy uh, owning an electric vehicle and that that's whether it's you choose his Tesla or you choose a different um, a different brand of car he's the one that really pushed this forward and, and that's that's not a bad thing but he's also, I mean, you wouldn't want him to give you brain surgery. Um I don't want him in charge of my privacy. Would um, would, I,
0: would I be okay with him working on my septic system?
2: Um I you know what? If if he had an afternoon free and uh, was over <laughs> at your place and he was okay with it. Yeah, he he's got a he's got a a mind for um for fixing a, a septic system if, yep. if you need him yep. to. Yeah. But but as you know, I don't want them informing in any foreign policy or Polly Shore for that matter. I don't need Polly Shore, you know, um, trying to, you know, influence the economy or or send, um, you know, space junk in the form of a of a convertible car. So, so here's the, the question. The
1: so I, I wouldn't let uh, Polly Shore anywhere near my uh, septic tank. So what would you what what would you prefer Polly Shore do a household task around the house that you would not let elon must do
0: he's he's really good at watching old movies oh, <laughs> he's
2: really good exactly. at it i'd let him uh i'd let him mow my lawn with my gas powered lawnmower because yeah. elon would just gripe about that the entire
0: time And while he's head down in your septic system poly shores <laughs> mowing with one of those really smoky mowers that is yeah. just <laughs> belching out yeah yeah. Uh, so, Steve, I, I need you to be just a little more succinct before we, we return to the story. Do I like Polly Shore? Yes or no.
2: Um, a- as a person, no. yes, yes or yes. no.
0: Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. All. I'm talking all up, full package. Do oh. I like Elon Musk? No. Okay. All right. I'm good with that. Tracy, please continue.
1: So the operating on the Binance uh, smart chain come rocket. Is described in its white paper as a deflationary token that rewards (laughs) holders and and punishes sellers. So the developers hope that the coin will be used to buy, sell, and swap and collect exclusive 18 and over content on the blockchain.
2: We are bleeping that definitely for sure because holy cow, that, that came out of nowhere
0: that we're, we don't need to we're fine we don't we're, we're an explicit podcast we only bleep what we choose to bleep and i'm leaving that in there only because uh i want to see steve's reaction each and every time he hears that from now on but uh, listen that you're, you're sending an adult only rocket into space what are you going to call it you got to call it something right exactly <laughs> yeah i mean I, I feel God. like, let, can I explain something to you too? I feel like sometimes Tracy doesn't pre-read his stories and he's just now realizing what the rocket was called. He actually had to go back and say like, what did I say? And now he's reading back through the story and realizing with shock what the name of the rocket is.
2: He's double checking it with, um, you know, with internet terms and <laughs> what that means.
0: Yeah, it <laughs> <laughs> Released its splooge yeah. satellite. Yeah. <laughs> So,
1: no, I, I, um, I, uh, I, uh, I, uh, I resisted a lot of uh, innuendo. Um, and
0: and, and on, I also, the... can I just say this, Steve? You yes. know this. Were Walter Cronkite still alive today, this would be the number one story he would lead off the nightly news with as well. So he's no different from Tracy. Tracy's no different from Walter Cronkite. That's we, true. We've been, we've been he, the they're the they're all
2: here. in that same um, upper <laughs> echelon of news readers. Yeah. I I, I I do have to keep that in mind.
1: So let me uh, let me continue uh, with our next story to make sure that we kind of kind of end this on a little bit more of a classy note. A New Mexico sheriff who is running for mayor of Albuquerque was interrupted while on stage at a campaign event by a flying drone with a sex toy attached to it. (laughs) 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 So uh, Bernalillo uh, County Sheriff Manuel Gonzalez campaign uh said the democrat was unharmed but will not be intimidated uh the report said dreyer then turned his attention to gonzalez swinging his fist now this is the man who was operating the drone that had the um the uh, well the 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 video didn't have a lot of audio but i will say uh, there was a woman that laughed and yelled is that a dong (laughs) (laughs) swinging his fist so, anyway, uh, calling him a tyrant, the deputy wrote that Dreyer punched Gonzalez's hands and then was removed uh, by the event by other deputies. So, Gonzalez so, said... Oh, go ahead. Let's be
0: clear here. So, a drone is an aerodynamic device. You, it, it relies on balance. It relies on all the propellers flying at the same time. It relies on a lot of things to get this thing to move around reliably. So, this guy had to have not only figured out a way to fasten... This adult device to the drone in a reliable way to where it wouldn't come off because l- the last thing you want is the dildo falling off right when you get it over the politician's head. That's not, then you look like the idiot. But right. on top of that, once you've got it attached, you have to fly it and see. And I'm sure the first time you attach a dildo to a drone, it's going to go sideways pretty quickly and you're going to have to then, okay, well that was wrong. I got the balance way off and you're going to have to readjust it. In other words, there was some work that went into this spectacle and I at least (laughs) commend the guy for that. Yeah. And this, (laughs) this this story,
1: this story downplays the, the work, the time and effort that went into the uh, trial and error of determining the most successful way to do this. I agree.
2: Do you think he took it out to like the Lockheed Skunk Works and said, "I need to book some time in yeah, the window yeah. because <laughs> because I I need to I need to throw a little line of smoke at it and see if you know how it's going to dip and and turn and Well, I also yeah.
0: just down the road for me, not too far at all. There is this it's an RC plane uh, airport runway, and and every especially every weekend. Old men line <laughs> up out there. That tiny
2: terminal is
0: packed. These these guys in like their 70s line up with their little model airplanes. They take them off. They fly them all around. You see all these things flying overhead. It's all of them flying their little airplanes around and things. I would love for that guy to rock up with his dildo drone. Just belly up right next to him. Get his controller out. Unpack it from the whole thing. Attach the dildo in front of them all as they all stare at him as they're all trying to lift off their B-52 bombers. And then just have him take that thing off, fly it around for a little bit, <laughs> quietly close everything back up. Knock, <laughs>
2: knocking the other B-52s <laughs> out of the air. Just, just hitting them with the... a... <laughs> just...
1: So Gonzalez said at a news conference on Wednesday that he believed Dreyer was uh, with several companions and spotted someone standing on the other side of a fence who believes was flying the drone. It became so distracting, he said, from the sound. And everything, I couldn't really get my point across.
0: That's the other thing too: is you typically, it's rare that you see a drone first. You hear a drone, and even if they're way up, you can hear the. Bzzz, and I have to imagine that the engine and horsepower needed to pilot one that also has a an adult marital aid hanging from it is probably pretty substantial. So I got to, I got, I got to assume this drone was probably pretty loud.
1: Yeah, it was. And in, in in the speech, basically he's making his uh his his speech and you just hear this, you know, yeah. coming in and it's coming in low, and it's uh the uh the, the device is sort of uh swing a little bit. Yeah. Um
0: uh, yeah, I so, bet. Yeah,
1: so it's anyway. One uh, thing
2: to, like the like some hang some truck nuts behind it or something like yeah. that. <laughs> just just hey. to just to add some balance. <laughs> so it's yaw is just right yeah
0: (laughs) that's the news fellas all right uh we're gonna wrap things up i am exhausted after my weekend of lacrosse and my weekend of getting pelted in the face with rain i'm going to uh, put this show in the can and then i'm gonna get some warm jammies on and i'm going to bed i'm gonna slumber in and go to sleep and and get the hell out of here before i fall asleep tracy anything else from you i sure don't steve how about you any last parting words
2: uh, if anybody else is suffering from uh, mental illness or depression, uh, please seek out some help. Uh, don't don't call me. Uh, I mean, you, I mean, you could. But if you know me, but you don't maybe. Yeah, you probably you know what? You might um, call and and seek out some help and uh, and have it checked out because it's uh, it's something you should. Anyway, I felt like I this is like a obligation that I needed to tag on the end of this. But There
0: you go. And if you're having issues with your septic service, give me a call. I can get Phil in touch with you quickly. So (laughs) uh, that's it for Tracy, for Steve, for me, Dave. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Dave and Steve Show.